We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Well, hello, my friend. It's me, your Broadway buddy, Ben Cameron, with another episode of The Broadway Cast. I have a question for you. It's good to see me, isn't it? You know what that was? That was a clue. And as we wrap up our first season here with iHeartRadio Broadway and look forward to a new year, it is time to top to pop the bubbly with the effervescent bubble riders of Wicked. I'm talking, of course, about the Galindas or Galindas, depending on where in the show you are. We had such a swankified time with our Alphabet episode earlier in the season, it seemed very fitting to do a deep dive into one of the most popular characters of modern musical theater. As you're going to learn today, Glinda is a complex challenge for an actor and a Herculean feat for a vocalist. I remember so well being in the rehearsal room and watching Kristen Chenoweth develop Glinda. She was so polished. She had so many tricks up her sleeve. She slayed us all with a toss-toss moment. That is pure Chenoweth. Now, here's a fun fact. It was a bit that would have its ramifications, that toss-toss, uh, as our poor darling lady lady would throw her neck completely out for the bit and go on to perform the role for weeks on end in a hand-bedazzled neck brace. Comedy at all costs. I gotta tell you, it was a wonder that she ever landed on any single moment to cement. There were always so many gut-busting options pouring out of her. I've really rarely seen an actress so ready to be on stage so quickly. Iconic. We wondered back then in the original cast who could ever replace her. Well, the answer is clear that there is a select group of actresses so versatile, so gifted, so hilarious that the gilded Glinda crown would shine on for years to come. Each one of these ladies putting her own stamp on the role. Well, how does one go about winning the role? What makes Glinda tick? And perhaps most importantly, Glinda, is it true you are her friend? Hold for applause. Well, the answer is yes, my friends. Today, I'm totally blissed out to welcome Amanda Jane Cooper, who is immortalized in the Wicked TV commercials, Ginna Claire Mason, fresh off her star turn in Hallmark's A Christmas Spectacular, and Brittany Johnson, who has broken barriers and made history as the first black actress to play Glinda on Broadway. Today, they're going to spill the pink tea on backstage Glinda rituals and so much more. So what? Maybe we can't all come and go by bubble, but they can and do and have. So I say, thank goodness... 
that today we're getting our Glinda on. Now, before we meet these ladies, want to remind you to subscribe to the show. We don't want you to miss an episode. Follow us on social media at the Broadway Cast. Follow me personally at Ben Does Broadway. And if you'd like to support us even further, you can do so on Patreon. You can support us on Patreon, and we're going to make content that is just for you, our Patreon family. It's just as easy as a click in our liner notes, and you can do that. All right, my friends, good news. They're here. Let's say hello to the Glindas. Let's go on with the show. Oh, well, my heart just feels happy. I feel bubbly, and that's appropriate. It's good to see you three, isn't it? Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> you. You all knew that was coming. There was no way it wasn't going to. Um, so happy to have gathered these three amazing Glindas together. Let's say hello to current Broadway Glinda, wrapping up her reign on Broadway. <laughs> Brittany Johnson, hi. Hi. Thanks for doing this. Brittany, so you, a couple things going on right now. You're you're wrapping up your run here in a little bit, and yes, you're smack smack dab in the middle of Broadway holiday season, Ooh. which is just let the people know quickly what they hard. What, it's, it's so hard. hard. <laughs> it's so hard. So how, I think I'm at the theater more than I'm at home. Well, how many? When sometimes you'll end up doing how many shows back to back in a holiday? schedule like um, i have the schedule right behind me oh i can tell <laughs> you right now let's see the Let's longest the stretch for us is one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen that's this year i think jenna claire and i need to bake you some baked goods i know with- i think the fact that Brittany's even here today on her day off and like she could be on vocal oh this isn't a day off we have a show tonight oh my gosh Brittany, oh my thank gosh. you for being here. Well, You're so lucky. If you just I need to communicate it, by like whiteboard or <laughs> we got well, you. Well, I just gotta say, we're so grateful to have you here. I know that that's that's it's it's psychotic, and that's what the people don't know. When you go and you see her <laughs> flounce around the stage like it's no big deal, kids, it's a big it's a big deal. We love you and appreciate you being here. Um, I want to say hey hi to Jenna Claire Mason. Woo-hoo! Um, congratulations on the spectacular, the holiday oh. spectacular movie. Thank what you has, so um, so you're, you're in the holiday spirit to be sure. What has, what has the response been to the, to the film and how closely was Radio City attached to it? Very closely tied. It was actually kind of cool because Hallmark Channel is this beloved holiday brand, as is the Radio City Rocket. So for them to have this sort of perfect marriage, the holiday season um, was was really special. But the response has been really good. I feel like people really like it. And I know for me, it was really special to get to go see the Radio City Rockets a couple weeks ago and, and cheer them on. And I mean, they were really tied in it to it and that, um, you know, there was lots of real rockets in the film. So that was special. Um, something else that's really cool is when we did a premiere at Radio City, they invited all the current rockets and alumni rockets to come watch. And seeing that sisterhood play out and the way they cheer each other on, it actually really reminds me of the Glinda sisterhood. Just like <laughs> this is, I mean, a thousand high kicks a day. I'm exaggerating, but it's something like that. But sometimes Glinda feels like a thousand high kicks a day, right, ladies? I know like when I was on tour, when I was on tour and Amanda J was on Broadway, I'd be like, 
I just wake up and the first thing I think about are my feet and how much they hurt. She's like, it's okay, you're gonna get through it. Sometimes I would cry too, we're gonna be fine. <laughs> and I literally the other day just texted Jenna Claire to be like, is it normal to be exhausted? This yes. exhausted? She was like, yes, it's yes. normal. You're, yes, you're it's normal. Really normal. <laughs> yes. If you're not, you're doing it wrong. Um, I was exactly. thinking about that. It's kind of it like, right, Brittany. exactly. It's that bonding, everything that bonding that you get when you've been through Vietnam together, you know, it's that kind of sacred, only you really know what it's like <laughs> to do, to do this. Only another Glinda. Um, let's say hi to Amanda Jane Cooper. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Such a warm reception. Are you? You're in front of a Christmas tree. I see. I am in front of our little tiny table tree. Absolutely, had to. Uh, and you all kind of showed up. Somebody mentioned earlier, and I, you know, you can't see this because we are an audio platform. But everyone showed up in a fabulous Glinda tribute monochromatic moment. We've got Quite a literally. bubble gown popular dress and an Emerald City moment going on between the three of you. <laughs> it's actually I mean, like- Completely it, by accident. Yeah. I almost amazing. wore pink. I almost wore pink and I thought, Amanda Jane's gonna wear pink for sure. You so I have a bubble dress blue. Brittany's <laughs> rocking the Emerald City yellow and AJC's got her pink on. Oh my gosh. It's popular. perfect. Yeah. It, yeah. it makes it. me very happy, but I have to believe there's some subliminal reasoning behind it somewhere deep in the maybe you won't ever understand until we get through all of our therapy in 90 years um <laughs> i also think we're very I, connected that we all came in a different color yeah it's well it's I visually stunning it. i'm sorry you all can't see it because it's a feast for the eyes um <laughs> Thanks, ben. So, also can i just say really quick i just saw gc's movie on saturday night on hallmark yes. and i literally was crying also i was like i think i'm giving away the whole plot of this because i was like posting about it on my instagram <laughs> stories and i was like i need to stop because people actually need to watch the actual movie but <laughs> she was absolutely outstanding and then i also had the chance to see Brittany johnson as glinda back in may i think and you guys just so stunning run to the gershwin run to the gershwin got two months left that's right Go see her yes get those tickets Oh my or God, fly to the Gershwin, as it um, were. Ben, did you know that Amanda Jane just launched her own podcast? I She's did. A, I want to know all of season one. I want to hear all about it, Amanda Jane. Well, <laughs> I will tell you a secret. What I better place? This is my podcast jacket because I'm doing it once a week and I'm like, you know what? Let me take away. It's kind of like the Steve Jobs, like wearing a uniform thing. I'm like, I'm just going to wear this pink jacket. So I, I wore it on your podcast as well. And Jenna Claire was my very first guest and I'm currently courting Brittany Johnson to see if she'll come on. So we'll see. Everybody. Uh, yeah, I'll be there. Okay. Oh my gosh. I love it. She's in. Ladies and gentlemen, she is in. Brittany, <laughs> Brittany it. it's a trap. It's a beautiful, it beautiful trap. Um, that was a very blend of you. <laughs> I love that. Um, congratulations on that, Amanda Jane. Thank you. Uh, and branding is so important. I think that the the pink jacket, you, it, at the very least, you know, people will be like, she's always in that pink jacket. She's really beautiful. She's in a pink jacket. I like it. <laughs> well, you. it's kind of a perfect color pink, first of all. And then as far as uniforms go, like with our line of work, we're used to having a uniform. Like we yeah. go in and we wear this outfit and we are this person. And I, I think it's very on brand, ABC. 
it's 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 amazing how much that can help cement you in people's minds though i mean i feel like even in auditions very often haven't you guys heard that where if you get that callback show up again in the same outfit so they can be like i remember it was that fabulous girl who was wearing the t-shirt that said i hate moths or whatever you know (laughs) absolutely right (laughs) showbiz know-how uh so give me the quickly the connection between i we got to a little bit of it and i love that you're also in each other's lives i love that already we already heard people asking questions and and checking in on each other uh within wicked and kind of where out where else have your have your paths crossed before Mm. we do that i just want to say this is unique all three of us have played glinda in the year 2022, wow. which doesn't always happen. That oh, we all oh. that's in true. This year. Yeah. Wow. That's no, true. that is true. That's pretty that's, cool. I don't think that. I actually, I have had the pleasure of being in the building while both of these ladies have played Glinda. So mm-hmm. I've had like a front row seat to both of them, which I mean. If you haven't seen both of them, I mean, there's it's probably on YouTube. You could probably go bootleg it. Oh my! Um, <laughs> no such thing. Promote bootlegs? Do they exist? So perhaps. Right, May, I mean, it's just if you happen upon it, you know. Don't you, you feel like disappointed? <laughs> don't you feel like at this point with Instagram, all bets are off in that department just a little bit? I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. There are some of these Instagram accounts that I am living for on the daily. <laughs> I'm like, I need to remember how Judy Kuhn sang in rags. There she is. How wonderful. <laughs> Couldn't get a ticket. Um, so we're going to play a little game to get started here. We're going to give you a challenge. It's a little bit of an improvisational challenge where we're going to ask you to challenge, uh, to cha- uh, channel. I'll learn how to speak here in a minute. Uh, <laughs> Glinda, if Glinda was uh, giving us the plot points of another musical, maybe that has some tragedy in it. Oh. She's a very good spin. It's the Glinda spin, or we could call it the the, the Spinda. So Ooh. I'm going to give you All right. a musical. All right. I'm going to give you a musical. I'm going to give you a couple. You give me. <laughs> Same. Oh, oh, you will. I'm not going. It's not going to be. I'm gonna... okay. And now for Pacific Overtures. Um, <laughs> I believe that you will know, out. which is amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Scarlet Pimpernel, oh my gosh, that made me sweat for some reason. I was like, what happens in that? Um, all right, I'll give you a couple plot points and then I want you to very top of act two, uh, in turn, give me Glinda's glossed up version of that. Do you accept the challenge? Right. I'll start with Amanda Jane Cooper on this one. Oh, let's go. Okay, let's go. <laughs> pray pray so, for me. Uh, yes, the, and. We are, yes, and here we go, I'm tossing the ball. <laughs> okay. The musical, of course, is the laugh riot that is Les Miserables. Mm. And the basic plot points here, we've got a man who sold a loaf of bread chased for years by a by a disgruntled policeman who can't seem to bring him under uh, back into jail. So he throws himself from a bridge. Everyone else gets shot and died until he dies. Just give us a quick couple lines to make us uh, want to come see that show. Every uh, revolution needs a beginning. Do you hear the people sing? They are singing because they suffered, but they overcame. And how did they do that? With the fire in their hearts and with beautiful soaring high notes, with emotional depth and honesty, with justice for all. (laughs) Great, absolutely, I wanna see it. 
I think the challenge is over. I think she won. I think we can move on. I, think, I don't. Yeah, Here's let's move on. Wonderful thing. It's not a contest, but if it were, <laughs> let's find out. Did who you see would how win. vague that was, though? Because I'm like, no, but that's. I'm gonna be real. I, that was. I forget. So that was my forget. Who show. Knew. That's Rope amazing. Aerial theater. I loved that show. It's. I um, mean, honestly, that's. I could have used that. I could have used that speech while in the show. Exactly. <laughs> Brittany, actually, this is Brittany's question because she actually Brittany, was in it. Do you I, hear the people sing? Do you? I did. I did eight times a week. And, but, I and like she her. also sang. Yeah. So she sang back. She heard them and she sang back. Okay, let's go to Brittany people then. You are the people singing. I am the people singing. Mm -hmm. The call's coming. Wait, wait. I need, I need to clarify the game. Yes. Is the game as Glinda trying to encourage people to see it or are we Glinda? within the show and mm. the people wow are... that's you... a good question because i don't think i did either <laughs> no i i'm gonna <laughs> leave this wildly do you mean top of act one like we're calming everyone down like which one? I'm, I'm talking top of Act two where she, uh, we're we're spinning everything do you know what right. it's not that deep i think i think it's oh just sorry. make it, make it the sound dramaturgy this is the draw i know all listen taking this so seriously. i'm so into it though um i but you know what i'm honestly Kind of okay if you want to insert Glinda into the into the show too, Brittany. Maybe that maybe that's right. your spin. Oh, because, okay, let's see. Because we're turning to you with the Phantom of the Opera. Oh my! With the Phantom of the Opera, where where we have a creepy, disfigured musical genius who stalks a young singer, kills a bunch of people, and then ultimately gives her back, and he disappears. We don't know. He may have died. We don't know. Take it away, fellow Aussians. There it is. Across the pond, there has been drama. And while we love drama, we need to support our friends who have been going through such a difficult, difficult time, but again, with song in their hearts. Let us be glad oh. that we are not there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'll take it, yep. She That's good. <laughs> uh, but what's great about that spin is that w it could be anything. It could be absolutely anything. And yeah. we've got to overcome. No, it was perfect. It was absolutely we perfect. <laughs> All right, Jenna Claire. Um, West Side Story ends tragically. Mm. Girl meets boy. Boy's gang hates girl's gang. Trouble abounds. Uh, people end up dead. Mm. How does that, how does Glenda spin West Side Story for us? Action. Um, you know, I've heard it said <laughs> that Maria was misunderstood and she had affections for a man that she thought would be with her till the end of time, which I can relate with. Um, and then, <laughs> and then there was, um, one short day. <laughs> when uh, troubles arose, and and I am a, a sentimental witch, and I, I think <laughs> that that the the tragedy that ensued between the two of them could be compared to that of Romeo and Juliet, um, although Maria is less popular. <laughs> and, um, oh. She is left to mourn the wicked alone. <gasps> oh, oh. I Good gravy. We're snaps. Snaps all around. You that was amazing. That. Have you guys 
the soundtrack list. I don't know. <laughs> Have you guys ever been given one of like maybe tell me like a like a big old piece of paperboard where someone like writes a story to you and like glues a bunch of candy bars to it to try to force those words into it? Like, you're Snow, whatchamacallit. I think you're a real skittle of a guy. That felt like that to me. It was really well done. <laughs> like Mad Libs or something. Something like that. That was really impressive. Fantastic. Um, before you lived out your your Glinda bubble dreams, my friends, we have to start at the beginning. Um, what were your very early influences? What, what were the moments that you saw something on stage and, and went, oh my gosh, I want to do that? Personally, Amanda. I wanted to be Mariah Carey. Mm. Ooh. I still well, I think most people listening. Yeah. <laughs> Most people listening agree, agree with that. Was that was that really it? Were you into vocalists and Mariah Carey before you really got into theater? I was, yes. I, I started mostly as a singer. So I grew mm -hmm. up listening to Mariah and Whitney and, you know, all, all the greats and singing in church. And I thought that I was going to really pursue music. And when I, you know, started getting older, I started thinking about college and school. And I realized that Mariah Carey wasn't a major. Um, <laughs> I started thinking a little bit more about what a career using my voice would look like. And I had done, I had done a little theater here and there, you know, but not really. And so I, um, I auditioned for the high school musical and Les Mis was actually my, my first real role in a musical in high school. I played Fontaine and I was hooked. And after that, it was like, okay, I'm going to school for musical theater. Who knew you could sing and act and dance for a living? Come on. <laughs> Brittany, am I right? Did you play Cosette and Eponine in the same day on Broadway? Is that right? I played Fontaine and Eponine, Fontaine and Eponine. in the same day. Did you really? <laughs> she made I history. Did. Yes. I That's, well, I you just keep. I was, well, I was playing Eponine. Like, my role was Eponine. And I came in that day, and my stage manager was like, so how about you and play Fontaine for the matinee? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. So I played Fontaine for the matinee, and then I played Eponine. Broadway is crazy. Broadway yeah. is crazy. Do you remember any of that, or did you just completely black out and wake up and it was over? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. I think I had just had my put-in for Fontaine like a couple weeks ago before that, and I thought that was going to be it. You know, I was I was excited just to have the put in. I didn't think it was ever gonna go on. Wow. <laughs> and That's amazing. Woke up one you, day. You will go on, my friends. You yeah. will go on. Wow. That amazing. is extraordinary. But it's also extraordinary that uh, Lay Miz was your first intro into theater too. That's a heavy helping of, of musical theater. Mm. Yeah. It was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, well, prepares you for just about anything. Amanda Jane, oh, yes. when did you get bit by the theater bug? Mm, okay, I was a super shy kid, but I have memories of watching our high school drama guild production of The Secret Garden. And my mom, I was like sitting on my mom's lap or something. So I don't know how old I was, but she said that I sat there completely still mesmerized the whole production. Um, and then my, the first show that I ever saw on Broadway, I was in third grade and we went to see Cats, which was a disaster, not because the show was, but because <laughs> I was so scared of the cats crawling through the audience in the opening, thank you very much, with their sparkly eyes and tails 
brushing by you in the audience. I was, I was like crying. I was so scared, but then it was redeemed a year later when we saw Bernadette Peters in Annie, get your gun. And I loved oh. that. I was like, I'm not scared of this show. <laughs> so you got um, to see that. Yes, girl. It was, I mean, so I grew up in Philly, so it was such a gift to just pop up here, uh, like once a year or so starting in third grade. So it's yeah, such a gift. And I still remember it. I still can visualize it. Yeah. It's so cool. So, Did you yeah, then say, mommy, I need the voice lessons. I, I need, I need the, no. I need community theater shows. It was like a year later that I had to audition for the fifth grade musical. And I was still kind of in my shy bubble, but I had to audition. And then I got a part because my music teacher, Mrs. Susan Messner, who I always shout out, gave me a chance. Um, <laughs> and that's when I was like, that's the first time I actually did it. And then I was like, oh, I'm hooked. Um, so then I did theater all throughout middle school and high school. We had an amazing director called Mrs. Lisa Eaton in high school. It was a public high school, but with a fantastic arts program. And she believed in me and she gave me all these just wonderful opportunities. And she's just a really gifted actors director. So those two women changed the course of my life. I love that shout out. Yeah, I yeah. love the shout out. Shout out to Kathleen Reed if she's out there listening. I think her Kathleen Nutt at some point. Jenna Claire, how about you? I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. So also just surrounded by music and loved music. But, you know, I think my parents did something right because they raised us on the on the music theater classics. Like I grew up watching Cats. I, I had a big crush on... Um, McCavity. I, I thought McCavity was really cool. I liked Rum Tug Tugger. I thought Ooh. I would listen to the magical Mr. Mistopheles on repeat. Um, I also loved Annie. I also really loved the soundtrack for Annie Get Your Not. I did love Annie Get Your Gun too, but um, My Fair Lady. But my parents went to go see that revival of Annie Get Your Gun wow. when Reba McIntyre took over. Yay, mm. country music. Um, and apparently when you left the theater, you got like a little EP of her singing some of the songs. My parents brought it home and I sang those songs on repeat. Like Can't Get a Man With a Gun. Got like lost in his arms. <laughs> I got lost in his arms. Um, but I saw my first Broadway show in, in fourth grade. It was Les Mis. And not too long after saw the original cast of Wicked and said, that job, that I want to do that one. And there I was like just a gangly, awkward kid. Like, oh, that one looks fun. She's got, gets to wear the pretty dresses. And I'm sure um, Brittany and Amanda can relate to this, but I think the things that attract maybe kids to the role of Glinda, you know, she gets to wear the pretty dresses and she has the pretty songs. The The way that you love this character changes as you get older because she is dynamic and she does have such an interesting arc and there is so much to love about her mm -hmm. beyond just just the pretty things, um, you know, her, her depth and her resilience and her leadership and um, her compassion and her passion. Yeah. So and growth. I, and yes, mm -hmm. exactly. So, yeah, yeah I, I went. I ended up going to to school for theater, too. I I think, um, like they mentioned, you know, there's that realization in your head of, oh, this thing that I love, that's an after school activity. People are doing this for their job. Count me in. <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's a very exciting moment when you go. I could someone's going to pay me for this, and uh, okay, because we'll, because we've done it for free for a long time. Um, also. <laughs> I love that you were a tiny little baby angel when they brought home the Reba McIntyre CD. I was a very grown adult when I went to see that. <laughs> um, 
I wish I could see her do that. I wonder if there's a pro it shot. Was, it. it was. Maybe a Lincoln Center? Absolutely. Oh, maybe. Otherworldly. It was so, it was such a perfect fit. She's such a natural performer. It was, uh, and the way her voice, I love Reba McIntyre. I'm a big oh, old yeah. country, country gay. So uh, I'm I'm glad you had that experience. Uh, but Jim, and Irving you... Berlin, he can write a song. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be big. <laughs> I think he'll do just fine. I, I think that. he's got legs. I really do. Um, Jenny Claire, you 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 touched on this, and I want to ask uh, Brittany and Amanda Jane as well. Uh, was Glinda on your radar? And if so, when did you see it and go, "Hey, now look, I see me in that bubble." Oh my gosh, I think Glinda was on everybody's radar. I might be a little. I think I'm a little. I think I'm. I think I might be the elder in the group um <laughs> but I saw I don't know I don't actually know but I but just by a little bit but um so I was a freshman in high school when our drama guild took a bus up to New York City to see the original cast of Wicked and then I got I to go back you were like so close that you could oh, go oh so what cool. a gift such a gift just a mm. quick little you know and then like a month or two later I got to go back again with my family to see the original cast so I saw her I saw them twice. Wow. And um, so in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, wait, I think I could maybe do that. And by this time, I'd been doing theater for maybe like four or five years. And so seeing Kristen in that role honestly made me think, okay, wait, like I, oh, maybe I actually want to do this with my life. And there would be a place for me here, maybe. Um, So I'll always be grateful for that. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's That's interesting, like feels like such a wonderful fit, you know, uh, Brittany, was it, did it, obviously you've broken down barriers and, and practice not wide open yes. um, as yeah, the first my... black actress to play. Was she on your radar at all? I, I don't think I know the answer. I think my, my first introduction to Wicked was I want to say it was right before maybe my freshman year of high school and I was at my first arts camp you know you know um and so it was my first time really around a whole bunch of theater people and and you know how theater people are I was very overwhelmed because I was also a very shy person I still am kind of shy um and I remember there were these two girls and they were obsessed with this show called Wicked. And I was just hearing all of these names of all these different musicals for the first time. So I really didn't have any idea that it was brand new. I didn't know, I didn't know anything about anything. And they were like, oh, you don't know about Wicked? And they, <laughs> you know, oh. so, they, so they lent me the soundtrack and I was in my mm. room and I was playing the songs and <laughs> I was like, wow, this is really good. You know, like catchy, you know? So. <laughs> Steven but, Schwartz. I like it. I think he'll do just fine too. Absolutely. He's got legs as well. <laughs> so I remember they were twins and there was this competition to see who was going to, who was going to sing for good. And they ended up winning it. And so for the longest time, I thought that Elphaba and Glinda were sisters. And oh, fun. I was very confused. Um, <laughs> and then I saw Wicked on tour at the Kennedy Center. I grew up in in Washington D.C. around Washington D.C. And so my first showing of Wicked was the tour. I actually didn't see it on Broadway until um, the night before my callback. <laughs> wow! Oh wow! So I went to go see it. I was like I should see this on Broadway. I should see what 
I might be on? in this soon. In my future yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> but I, after, I mean, after I heard the soundtrack, I loved it. And I, you know, but I think I just wanted to be part of the world. I didn't. Yeah. I, yeah. I just wanted, I just wanted to sing, you know? <laughs> Tell me about the, uh, what is the, the process of auditioning for Glinda? What are some of the hoops that we don't know that need to be jumped through? Who wants I, to go first? I can go. I feel <laughs> yeah. like as, at least now, I mean, there are people out there who audition in their first time, get the part. But I think because the show has existed for so long, I tell a lot of people that auditioning for Wicked can be like dating, getting to know you um, because they can have a chance to bring you in and bring you in again. And they're like, oh, I liked it when she did this and work on this and come see. So it was my first audition out of college. And I think it was for the tour. And I didn't get it. And then I, I sent in a self tape like a year later and, and nothing happened. <laughs> and then I, a year later I auditioned again and um, made it to final callbacks and didn't get it. And then, and then they did want me. So we have the audition packet. So that's um, popular. That's uh, a cut of ladies help me. Oh, the opening. The opening. Mm -hmm, the opening. And then it's the fallen house scene, the thank goodness scene, and the popular scene. So that's there you go. Everybody has the audition material. <laughs> yeah. And at my final, final callback, and this was when I, I started as the standby initially on Broadway, um, they handed me thank goodness. And they said, you know, we need to put this on on tape for for Stephen Schwartz. So if you could just sing this, which thank goodness is that song that you either people don't like it and they skip through it, or it's the song that you're used to singing to along in the car, but not necessarily knowing it rhythm perfect. But I remember sure. it's hard. It. This is it. And it's, I had it's... one chance to do it, and I think they just wanted to hear the the last note. But um, that was. But it was a good lesson to me, and a good lesson for anyone listening to this who wants to be in theater. If you love a show that already exists and has existed for a long time if you want to be in legally blonde or lay Miz or west side story or any like salopus whatever it is go ahead and learn the whole score go ahead and learn the whole show why, if, if it's a dream role why not just know the whole thing and not be dependent on this pack it was a good lesson for me anyway to be like oh this has been a dream role for me for so long why don't i know this song rhythm perfect already that was my bad <laughs> um and then I went on to play the role on tour for 20 months. And then I did it on, on Broadway after that. So yeah, that was my And journey. Jenna, were you were you oh. the one who got to say, it's good to see me, isn't it? When Broadway, the first Broadway performance opened up. What on yeah. earth was that moment? That was crazy. That I was remember crazy. months leading up to Broadway coming back, people posting, I need to get tickets to Wicked because I need to hear that line spoken <laughs> in a theater yeah. after coming out of the pandemic. It wasn't maybe too dissimilar to what maybe Glenda was feeling. I had all these emotions welling up in me, but knew I had to hold it together because I feel like if I let myself start crying or, you know, that I wouldn't make it, you know, we're just getting started. I'm not going to make it through. So trying to whew, keep it in. Um, but I think the the line that's also super impactful is, is, that, is that last one. Brittany, give it to us. We've been through a frightening time. Oh yes, I was like, oh, last line. Um, we we've we've been through a frightening time, and there will be other times and other things that frighten us. Wow, yeah. That on the yeah. other side of the eighteen month shunt, I was like, crazy. That's mm. really that's incredibly deep. And everyone actually. was just happy to be back in the building, you know, cast and audiences alike. And oh, for sure. What was the audition process for you, ladies? You got the you pack. Sure, go, Brittany. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. I'll go. 
my my audition experience i think was well it was very different but i had a similar experience to that jenna claire for motown i mean all all broadway auditions i feel like they run the gamut but my wicked audition process i went in the first time uh just for casting i sang popular i sang the opening and i actually think that's it and then she told me in the room she's like okay so you're coming back tomorrow and i went oh great I, honestly i was just excited to get to sing the song for another person and not just in the mirror at home by myself um because i had never auditioned for wicked before i had oh, wow. always wanted to but I, I had never been given an audition and so and i was shocked that it was glinda i thought for sure if they called me and it would be for alphaba um i'm definitely more of a glinda um <clears throat> but you know i can do alphaba we can do it let's, let's do it let's try it out um <laughs> time for a roll swap. yeah girl like i believe wednesday, in you wednesday nights yeah. just swap them out absolutely um and so I went back in the next day for Lisa, who's our, our Lisa fearless Lugino. leader. Yes. Um, and I think Dan might've been there too, maybe our music director, Dan Mitchell. Um, it's kind of a blur because I remember they, they said, okay, so tomorrow we need you to maybe come back and dance. Because when I, I was auditioning for, at the time, the understudy, so I was going to have a part every day. And anytime anybody tells me about a dance call, I get the sweats. I get very nervous. <laughs> I am a yeah, strong same. Leader, strong but, movers here. <laughs> yeah, but choreography, whew. So that is why I went to see the show that night because I was like, I need to understand what this movement is like, what I'm, what I'm in for. And it's quirky. Yes. Yeah. And I remember, and I didn't even know if I had the callback yet so I went <laughs> I went in and literally the the lights are coming down and I see my agent calling and he's like okay you're gonna go in for tomorrow I was like okay I'm gonna see it I'm gonna watch it now okay bye. and so I went in the next day and it was a male course call I was the only woman in there oh. and so they just like passed me off and I was just being lifted by all these guys oh. and just giggling which I did all through rehearsals too Every time I'd be lifted, I'd giggle. It took a while to, it just took a while. That's very um, dirty so yeah. dancing when she giggles yeah. with practicing that move over and over again. <laughs> oh that. yeah, over and over. I did wow. that and I think I went in one more time the following week and I, I booked it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What was that? Amazing. What'd you do? What'd you do when you got the call? Um, I think I sat down like stunned for a second. And confused and then I called my mom and we screamed a lot and ran around the house and that's what I remember I don't remember anything else As I just remember should. being like what I'm gonna I'm gonna be in Wicked wow first first just being in Wicked I mean it's Wicked and then being able to at some point maybe play Glinda because I was going to be the understudy super excited to just learn it and then build on top of that the history and the all of that i just i mean i i think i, I probably just sat there like what's about to happen and i called my mom wow <laughs> i love that moms. yeah, yeah. who else you get who else is gonna get that call wow <laughs> and then jane how about you oh my gosh okay so 
I love your story. That's a cool journey. I love the. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I went to the same alma mater as Stephen Schwartz, which is Carnegie Mellon University. He's very generous to come back and do master classes for us. And I had the opportunity to sing popular for him. I think when I was a sophomore or junior, I forget which one. Were you shitting your pants? Oh, I mean. Oh my goodness. Not exactly, but I was very My nervous. inner child just got so like, I'm going to sing. I have sung Stephen Schwartz songs for Stephen Schwartz before to get into Wicked, but not in that context. That makes me want to sing Poopular. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you did not. But I wore like a pink dress and I was like shaking. Like I brought my music to the accompanist and I was just like shaking. And then I sang it. I think I like blacked out. And then afterwards he was like, you know, I think you might play Glinda one day, you should send your materials to Telsey. And I was like, okay. And so I legitimately put a cover letter together on a piece of pink paper with stars and hearts that I drew all over it. And I said, hello, Mr. Stephen Schwartz told me to send my materials to you. And with my like old, like high school headshot with like, you know, this resume that was like all my high school shows or whatever. And so, but the first time that I auditioned for it, Wicked was April of my senior year. So I drove from Pittsburgh to New York, auditioned, um, didn't get it then, but in October of that year, so this is 2010, I went back in and I started being seen by more and more people. I actually went over to the Gershwin and Dominic Amendum went through the music with me and they actually set me up with my now voice teacher, Joan Later. And yeah, so I went in probably four or five times, maybe less, it just seems like more to me, but it, with more people behind the table each time. Um, had my final audition in November and then got a call while I was in anthropology with my sister at Rock Center uh, with a call. Like, we can buy everything. (laughs) (laughs) I had this big pile of clothes that I just dropped. I was like, and uh, it was my agent saying, hey, would you like to play Glinda on the first national tour? (gasps) And so my sister was with me. So it was this beautiful thing. I got to like embrace her there. And then, you know, of course, call my mom. So that was my first go around. I was on tour for eight months. uh, as Glinda, and then four years later, came back and did the second national um, for 16 months, which to give a very long story condensed, um, basically like, you know, Glinda goes through this journey where we meet her and she's pretty, she's pretty, uh, a lot of her thoughts are about herself and she's really not living for anything bigger. And that was honestly my story. When I played her with her the first time, everything on the surface was like amazing, but my personal life was a disaster. And I was struggling with different addictions and different really hard stuff. So I moved to LA and I, I do TV and we all do TV and film as well, you know? And so I was there for four years doing that. Um, and while I was there, I came to faith and my life totally changed, got the opportunity to go back to Wicked and just do it as a new woman essentially, and was living for something bigger than myself and also not being like, oh, this job is what makes me matter in life. So it was just a beautiful, redemptive experience. Um, And while I was on tour, I got a call to make my Broadway debut. And it was such a God story where I literally like felt this voice be like, turn around. And there had been some rumblings of like, oh, maybe you're going to New York after this. Um, and I felt this voice be like, turn around. And I turned around and my laptop was on the couch behind me. And I had been writing thank you goodbye notes to my cast uh, on tour. And I had my music on shuffle. And I turn around and at the top of the email, it says Amanda Jane Cooper, Wicked Broadway offer. And in that exact moment, my shuffle changed to this music 
uh, this song called You Are Mine by MSC, which is a worship song from my church in LA, sung by my roommate who said, you gotta go, you gotta leave LA, you gotta go back, live your dream. So it was like the most amazing moment, lots of tears. And um, so that's that was my Broadway call. Um, yeah, and then got to go you know, back in February, which was just such a surprise and a delight as well. So. Well, and now you're immortalized in that in the commercial <laughs> that we get to see all the time. Um, oh, I love, I love I that swear. you- It's such a, it, that is just exceedingly, but I'm so, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for, I like we all are just for the team, for believing in us and giving us this chance to play this completely perfect role as actors, right? And vocalists. And it's just, what a gift we have, right? Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Truly. And not, you know what I mean? Like what a gift we've been given. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that really is so beautiful <laughs> i'm also really taken with the because when we spoke to um jackie burns teal and jenny denoya and we did our alpha buzz episode what a krill. i know right? <laughs> and they were talking a little bit about how playing alphabet for them changed as they changed and then when yes, they yes. if they would play it at one point in their life and another time in their life it was a it was a very different experience and i i like hearing really? that that's that's true of this character as well so now that we're we're talking about the gift, you come into this iconic role, right? Every little girl's dream come true. What are the challenges that you face in making your Glinda your Glinda, in making it your own? Mm. Do you feel pressure that I need to put my stamp on it? <laughs> I think it's so cool. I think the team does such a good job at hiring people that they trust to maintain the integrity of the way it was written, but also um, they're very interested in seeing us bring us to these parts. And I think that's, that's really cool. Like all of our Glindas are different and because we're all different. So it's not like, oh, we have to work so hard to make our unique stamps. It's like, inevitably we're layered into this, into this role. So, um, I think that's special. I think that is special. I think that I, I, I you see some ahead. Glindas that are more, more peppy. You see some Glindas that are more tomboyish. You see some Glindas that are more grounded or more bubbly or, or both all kind of intertwined. So it's sweet. And, and like, like you were saying with the alphabets, I think that the, you know, me as the standby, me on tour, me on Broadway, me on Broadway postponed pandemic after I had a baby. Like just, it keep it, it keeps changing. Cause we keep changing. We can't yeah. see Yeah. For sure. Well, to, to that point, I'm good. Brittany, how has your, through your run, how has your, uh, how has your Glenda developed or changed in, in the months and months and months you've been able to get in that bubble every night mm -hmm. uh, or sometimes 13 nights in a row? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I think my Glinda has, has changed a lot. I think, I think I have gotten more grounded. I've gotten more comfortable in, um, being able to be myself. Cause I think I put, I know I put so much pressure on myself and especially in the beginning, so much pressure on myself to, to live up to expectations of what people are used to Glinda being like, knowing that I, I cannot be that. <laughs> and, and also wanting, wanting to bring what is unique about me just as a human being 
just like Jennifer was just saying, to the role and not feel feel like there was some kind of mold I had to fit into. And also so difficult <laughs> leading off of the backs of these two beautiful women because they are so funny. Oh my goodness. Even just from the monitors backstage, you can hear the audience like dying with laughter. Oh, and that so I mean you you two you don't know what a gift it was to watch you guys play this role like honestly and the I'm gonna start crying um the support that I felt coming in from both of you and my my little curtain letter is Amazing. from Amanda Jane <laughs> just and every time I see it it reminds me just how how lucky I am to be there and how like you were saying earlier, Amanda Jane, it is, it's so much bigger than you. And it's not, it's not what makes your life have purpose, but it is a really special time. Mm -hmm. Some, and it's a gift that you get to give other people every night. And I think at the beginning of my run, I took that maybe to the extreme and I put so much pressure on myself to be there every night and to, and I was working so hard so hard I was exhausting myself mm. um to the point where literally um I got a note one day that was like Brittany you're you're working really hard you can work less and so our dresser <laughs> Tracy she made me a little banner it says work less <laughs> that's so Tracy that's so Tracy on the mirror right now and every time yeah. that I see it it reminds me that I I'm a human Mm. I'm just a person and I'm doing my best and I'm bringing what I have every day to this role and every day it's a little bit different mm. and I'm hoping that someone in the audience is taking what they need from it mm. but I can't be everything to everyone and I'm not going to be mm. and sometimes they laugh and sometimes they don't laugh sometimes they laugh at other things and it's a nice little surprise and you know and isn't, that the, that you isn't that the beauty of live theater yeah it is Oh, absolutely. Um, and trusting that you you are is not only enough, but is world-class and you're there for a very specific reason yes. to share your gifts with people. Amen. Um, and we all, you know, have to sort through our own insecurities. What actors? It's insecure. What? No, huh? <laughs> right. And you're playing, of... this, you're playing this character who seems to have no insecurities who mm. walks around and everyone just loves her by just existing. And mm. when you're, when you're playing I, a role like that and you don't feel like that, the imposter syndrome sometimes really, really sneaks in. Mm. And so I think maybe even more than my Glinda growing, I've grown. And so wow. I guess vicariously my Glinda has grown. <laughs> That's deep. That's so good. Yeah. That is, I, I know this is good stuff, guys. This is good stuff. Um, really good stuff. Let's dissect just a little bit popular. Such an iconic number. It's it's when we think of Glinda, it's the first thing that comes into our mind. We think about how we've seen it. What uh, dissect it for me? What are the, what are the parts you look forward to? What are the parts that are a little bit more free form for you? What are the parts that you feel particularly connected to? Give me a little, a little, how do we approach the popular number? Amanda. You guys, I, I think you guys probably feel the same, but that the attempt to turn the dress into a ball gown and then eventually <laughs> um, tossing said wand is, 
I just love that journey. I feel like it's like, right, because it's like Elphaba's the one with the actual powers. And so it's this kind of cool, you know, she's trying so hard. She's done all these other things to do makeovers for people. And then she's like doing something that's kind of more Elphaba's thing, but she's like kind of trying to connect with her there and also learn all of it. And I just love, I love the desperation of it. And also the, the covering of the not succeeding and moving on. And I just, I feel like it's so fun to play with whoever your alphabet is. And, oh, I love that. I love that part of popular. Did you find that that would change based on your, your counterpart? Show oh, show? yes, a hundred percent. And then this happened very rarely, but sometimes you toss the wand and it accidentally ricochet. If you toss it onto the light tower, it accidentally ricochets back onto the stage. Uh, Brittany that's looks horrified. To me like oh my goodness, times. that's never happened to me. That's terrifying. <laughs> you toss it and then it just tug. But honestly, it's live theater and the audience loves it because they're like, oh, obviously she's got to deal with this thing that doesn't happen every, t every time. Um, One time it ricocheted and it went into the audience on tour. Oh, oh my gosh. Like by well, wand. There souvenir, go. free souvenir. Oh my gosh! <clears throat> little Becky from Des Moines is still got that in the glass case on her mantle. Oh heck so yeah! I had to do some throwing lessons. Yeah, I, <laughs> but I feel like with, there's a reason I'm not in sports. <laughs> I think I feel like somebody was about to say something, and I digafod. Oh, I think I just was like saying I don't know. I think like with popular, I I I don't know. I just. I feel like the journey is it's just like okay just tell the truth i think like that's what i've learned throughout my time as glenda i feel like when i first started playing her i, I didn't trust enough that like it's all there it's all there for you winnie holtzman and stephen schwartz have done it all so just like telling the truth with what they've given you in the writing um and not like playing it for laughs although sometimes it's hard not to because laughs feel really nice but um <laughs> just like what is the most truthful high stakes thing about this and then just like playing the truth of it i guess that's what i've and learned funny. and i'm still it's learning you, you know yes totally yeah. totally her, and that's, her that's what i've learned it's funny when you just when you're very not necessarily serious but when you are just being very honest you're mm -hmm. trying you're, you're really trying <laughs> then the audience i mean they they're with you because, right because they they can they can connect with you in that way yeah my favorite part in popular has been finding my my first la la dance break quote unquote dance break um because um i like to really play on stage and i like to find new things and you know they're they're we can get into lulls where it starts to get a little bit on autopilot and because this character is so dynamic and fun i feel like it's my responsibility to bring life back onto the stage so um so sometimes i make it a point to try to make elfie laugh um mm. because she needs one she needs a laugh that's a tough role and I feel like Glinda also, she likes to bring people joy. And so that first, that first Lala section, I like to, I like to throw in a little Easter egg and a little surprise here and there. And it's, it's really fun to watch, to watch Elfie react to it if she sees it. Um, that's been a real, a real joy for me. 
I love that. And that is a place so into the character, like you <laughs> <Yeah>. said. <laughs> That's magical. I um, think piggybacking off what off what they said, the the secret to Glinda is, is telling the truth and, and being honest and, and like AJC said, it's all it's it's all there on the page and it is it is so real for her. I think something there, you know, the physical comedy does exist and, and the, the comedy is there throughout, but I think something that takes the pressure off is that the song's not about Glinda. It's about mm -hmm. Elphaba. It's about helping mm -hmm. her. And you have the goal is to help her and you have to help her. And if you just keep coming back to this is what I have to do and this is my task and this is my objective and I have to make I have to make her better. I have to make this improvement mm -hmm. until that last just as popular as me. That's, you know, actually it's about me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I do think that takes some of the pressure off. And um, my favorite part was on tour one time during, I'd say popular more so than the some other things in the show, we do have more creative freedom. Um, you know, don't do anything that's not in the world of the show, but <laughs> more more freedom to, to to play, I guess. But there was one time on tour where I, I dropped into the splits. <laughs> yeah, and, and surprised my alphaba, and then it wasn't it wasn't too many shows later that my alphaba did her toss toss, and then she started going down <gasps> the splits. And it was the night that the reviewer was there in Indianapolis and I lost my mind. <laughs> Mary Kate Morrissey in the splits and it was the best thing ever. Oh and, my gosh. And the fact that we could like, you know, do, and it worked because she's like, this is what I saw you do. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to try because I want to be popular. And is that how you're popular? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, that's an absurd story, but it's one well, of my popular stories. I don't know. Find the lie. Get, the splits can make you very popular. I, I think in general, um, my second guys... show, one of my shoes fell off during popular because that's the quick change with the hook mm -hmm. as opposed to like trying to put it back on. I just ripped off the other one and I was like, we're in our dorm room and then just try not to slip in your tights. And and get, and and dodge the tracks on the ground. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You know, I remember on Kristen's last show and, I, you know, you have to expect something's going to happen, but we all kind of crowded into the wings on her last show and she took the liberty to do like a 10 minute long shtick <laughs> at the end about to, towards Adina. And of course we're all in the wings going, oh my gosh, but she's going off the rails. And it was incredibly sweet. And the audience had, you know, she had the audience in the palm of her hands, but um, I just, how fun for all of you to get to play with, with that. And I'm so happy to hear that you are playing with it. It's so fun for the audience. <laughs> um, what, um, Go ahead. Amanda. I just want to say, Ben, thank you for being part of uh, the magic of the original cast because that <laughs> launched all of us to, you know, love well, the show and, you know, so thank you. Round of applause for Ben. Oh, thanks Linda. so much. Listen, it's, <laughs> I, how many are 19 years later and I'm still milking the one line on a cast album? I'll do it. <laughs> I heard your voice. Will you do yeah. it for us, please? Glinda, is it true you were her friend? <gasps> there it is. Thank wow. You. Thank you. Oh, so much. I got a little oh. chill, actually. Well, there it is. And, oh, and if that it. line didn't happen, the show would just end. All right. Exactly. Well, she says Bye. no. I said my good news. See you later. Yep. No, curtain down. Um, <laughs> do you guys find, uh, just a couple of quick questions. Uh, do you find or worry in any way when you've played a role this iconic and you've played it for a certain amount of time, do you as an actress outside of the wicked world feel that there's any sort of expectation put upon you or any sort of pigeonholing that happens where they go, okay, well, I've seen, I know, I look at the resume, I see that we've got Glinda here 
And in, in my mind, Glinda equals this. Have you come up against any of that that you feel like you've had to break through or, or do we live in a world where maybe there's not so much that pressure coming mm -hmm. from outside people? I feel like in a lot of ways, it's been the positive aspect of that. Like, even if there is some pigeonholing mm -hmm. or like, oh, this is what I'm going to expect. I don't know. I feel like there have been opportunities and doors that have opened oh, because sure. of Glenda on my resume or, um, you know, the embodiment of her. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think? I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm not yet in the post Glinda age. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll report so back. I, we'll do another one in six yeah, months yeah, to hear Brittany's answer. Back. Right. Circle back. Right. I think I, I've had, I have had a little bit of pushback in trying to audition for um, things that are more serious. I think people assume that when you play a character like this, that this is, this is your actual personality and this is who you are. And I think all of us, we are very bright, funny people. And we're, we, I think that they're very good about hiring people who that that is a genuine part of their spirit but also we're actors and so there's a lot that we are we're playing we're putting on and I have been turned down for auditions that I actually think like this character actually is a little bit more like Brittany but they're like oh no 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 we've we've, we've seen her in Wicked this this isn't this isn't the mm. part for her and it's like oh well well, you've seen me play Glinda, but you haven't seen me play this character or play something that is more like like myself. So that's been something that's interesting, and I'm I'm sure I will figure out how to navigate that as we both have beautifully. So I'm well, looking, I'm looking forward to it. I'm 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 nervous to to leave to leave Oz. It's been a part of my life for so many years now. Um, it will certainly well, be bittersweet. But and your presence has <laughs> been so your presence and. <laughs> It has been so important and mm -hmm. you know you you know the ride you've been on with so much publicity and you're in the spotlight in so many ways and it's um it's an amazing thing that you are that you are uh in this we know that we know that this role means a lot to young people a lot of young ladies love this role an awful lot um do you have you gotten to hear from some of these fans do you feel a responsibility to these fans to for them to see the the depth that maybe we don't know about Glenda going into it. Um, have you had that kind of correspondence that's moved you in any sort of way? Mm. I think it's been really cool to just be a little bit more open about my own uh, personal private life journey publicly uh, and how that is kind of, like I was saying before, like it sort of connects to Glenda's journey. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we all have all had these experiences with folks coming up to us after and expressing how much the show means to them or the, the relationship between Glinda and Alphaba, I think specifically relates to, I mean, everyone, right? That's why For Good is just, you literally hear like in the audience as you're singing it because it's like everybody's been on that ride with you and thinking about their own personal Alphaba or their own personal Glinda. So, um, that's been really sweet. And I do, I feel like I hold it as like a service, like, you know, if I'm nervous or, or tired or whatever, like I go back to like, what we're doing is actually an act of, it's an act of service. We're there to serve the story and we're there to serve the folks who are there with us in one room for this sacred two hours and 45 minutes together. Um, so I feel like the audience aspect of it, like really 
it, that helps it helps ground me um absolutely yeah mm-hmm. i love that well that's that's sacred mm-hmm. yeah i did a show right completely. out of college where sorry go ahead Brittany. No, no, you go. I was just saying, yes, yes, I agree. Yes, 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 and yes. Yes, and. I, I did a show right out of college that when there was kids at the stage door, I was like, oh, no, you brought your kids to this? <laughs> so I, I think getting getting to do Glenda was rewarding in so many ways, but it's a show that you can be proud to, you know, bring your 99-year-old grandmother to or bring your 9-year-old to and feel like there's something in this story for for everyone mm-hmm. and um, maybe not a, in a way that's pressured filled but there is definitely a responsibility to you know to, to be an example to the people who who love the show or love the role and um, and that's why all these Glinda girls you know we get we get letters and um, and and people that that just look up to like a lot of people that dream of of doing this role and go you did this i want to do this too and it's like yes do it dream big chase after it don't stop yeah and that's you are that you have no idea how many kids who come in out of that show see your performance and it changes their life forever in a way that maybe some your our lives have been changed and it Um, changed our lives so it's not hard to believe yeah and Um, it's been it's been so interesting post covid because there isn't stage dooring anymore. And so I I really have missed being able to connect with the audience after the show. It, I, it, it's hard. It's hard not, not being able to hear from them in that way, in a way that I don't think I, I realized that it would be. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I find that especially on days when when I'm tired and we're up in the bubble and we're waiting for the show to start, I peek over and I can see the front row mm-hmm. and just yes. looking at how excited they all are or if they're looking at their playbill or if they're like looking up and they're like, oh, the dragon, you know, and the little kids and it gives me so much energy and it reminds me, like you said, Amanda Jane, like what we're doing is a service to people it's a it's a it really is a gift it's a it's a gift that we're giving and it's a gift that we've been given and i feel like i do feel like there is a responsibility to to uphold that and especially since for me personally since i don't get to interact with with fans and people in person i feel like even on social media i feel like that's my responsibility to uphold that that level of um of being a role model even connection too yeah Brittany you were talking about being up in the bubble before the show which is such a sacred time for Glenda's Mm -hmm. your toes in your shoes and be like all right I'm I'm grounded here in this moment but we talked about it briefly but I thought it would be cool to share I know you said you looked at Amanda Jane's note do you want to talk about that tradition I want to know about the tradition oh yeah do you know this Ben no Tell us, Brittany. Oh my goodness. Okay, so every time a Glinda departs Oz, she leaves a piece of paper. It's usually a note. Maybe it's a a collage of photos with some encouraging words on it for the next Glinda. And it is tacked to the curtain. And so when you go up in the bubble, it's right there in front of your face. It's what you get to see every night before the show. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lovely reminder of those 
the person that came before you and for me I <laughs> I'm not gonna cry again somebody else talk <laughs> <laughs> it's sweet it actually started on you know like the piece of cardboard that pantyhose are wrapped around I heard it started that like girls would like jot a note on that piece of pantyhose cardboard and just like safety pin it. But over the years, it's become a bit more elaborate. I may, I mean, Jane, did you start the little collage? Maybe she started the collage when I well, came no, in though. Maybe, Rose. But, oh yeah, maybe, no, but Jenna Claire, you left me one for when I was there in February and yes, it was so yes. amazing. So and I'm Katie telling Rose, you, it brought so much comfort. Yeah, so Katie Rose then did oh. that for you, right? So when I came, Katie Rose had left me a note and then yep. I, I left one for Amanda Jane and then Amanda Jane left one for Brittany and Brittany will leave one for the next Glinda. I had no idea that that existed. <laughs> yeah, That's, it's really I, special. It's so lovely. It's so special. And my, I mean, I'll, I'll tell what's on mine. Um, I've got uh, two pictures of my cats and one of me and my mom and one of me in the bubble dress and of me as Glinda and some really wonderful um notes of encouragement and a, a verse from esther um and it it i it I, honestly i was overwhelmed i was overwhelmed enough <laughs> on my on my first show but then reading that and the the, the bible verse that amanda jane put on there is perhaps you were born for such a time as this amen and every time i see it 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 reminds me it reminds me of the 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 importance of this moment not just for me but for anyone who's out there for anyone who has had a dream and for whoever will be next and honestly i might put it on the next one too because it, yeah. it, it yeah. is it's it's every moment of your life is important and and is a moment and mm -hmm. it'll go away and enjoy that moment for what mm -hmm. it is and appreciate it for what it is and then enjoy the next one and i'm i'm looking forward to framing it and putting it putting it in my office here wow. <laughs> okay. this time the head carpenter he kept all of them and he has like a notebook of them but he's no you know um mark was mark. was there for a long time but i yeah. so i don't know so i don't have mine he he kept all of them and collected them as oh. a scrapbook but Brittany, oh. I think I think that needs to be framed and i think we all need a a, a note a letter of encouragement from amanda jane yeah, the girls, I'm, yeah, on it. I agree. I'm on it. I really that thank you for sharing that, Brittany, because I was putting it together and I was like, okay. And I, I just felt that so strongly to put that on there. And so I'm glad it's been an encouragement and just got me over here crying because it's true. Uh, so we're gonna have to weep our way out of this. I'm sorry. I, I, I know we're all weeping now. <laughs> no, just the time has flown. I, I would love to talk to you three for the rest of time. I have a million more questions, but but I have to let you go so you can live your live your lives. <laughs> um so we'll have to do a follow-up episode let's do it yes, and then please. congratulations on your broadway world nomination everybody oh, go yeah. vote for you thank you very much that's <laughs> very i saw that you posted that i was like she is just the best my god <gasps> you're Who's so good ben like you're well, so good at this thank you so much yeah um and you and you are all good at all of this so you're so oh, good oh my god you're good and you're good and you're good and also you um thank you <laughs> Success, everyone. Listen to Amanda Jane's um, podcast. What's the name of the podcast, Amanda Jane? A Time to Live with Amanda Jane Cooper. Got it. Do it. Go see Brittany before uh, February what? February 12th. Before February, February 12th. 12th. Yes. And um, <laughs> if you haven't watched the Christmas Spectacular holiday, I'm, I'm saying the title wrong, Jenna Claire. A Holiday Spectacular. A Holiday Spectacular <laughs> on the Hallmark Channel. 
Um, it's amazing. Thank you all so much. And I'm sending you guys a lot of love and happy holidays. And thank you so much for joining us on the Broadway cast. Yay. Bye, ladies. A huge thank you to our amazing Glinda's, Jenna Claire Mason, Amanda Jane Cooper, and Brittany Johnson. I am so in love with all of these ladies. They shoot straight from the hip and always from the heart. So thank you, ladies, for being here with us. All right, my friends, make sure you subscribe to our show. You can rate us, review us, and review us, and rate us in the high place. Share us with your friends. Follow us on social media at The Broadway Cast. Follow me at Ben Does Broadway. And as always, you can support us on Patreon to get exclusive behind-the-scenes content made just for you. All you got to do, click the link in the liner notes, and we're doing that for you as part of our Patreon family. Until next season, my friends, I'm your Broadway buddy, Ben Cameron, saying have a great show. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.